In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. The college admissions process is one of the most pivotal moments of a student's life, one that often has a major impact on their future path. However, this mysterious process is often touted as a lottery, with no surefire way to guarantee whether or not a student will be admitted to their dream university. So when Rick Singer appeared to offer a foolproof way to ensure a student's entrance into the college of their dreams, the rich and famous took notice. For years, Singer was involved in a number of schemes in getting these students into college, including cheating on test scores, and even lying about their athletic abilities. But as we all learned in school, what seems too good to be true often is, and the federal government caught wind of this operation and moved swiftly to shut it down. Now students will have to get into school the old-fashioned way, through studying and working hard, much to the chagrin of the rich parents who thought they had found the secret way in. Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. All right, guys, welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I don't know why I started it like I'm already exasperated, but you know what? <laughs> I kind of am. It's a Thursday afternoon. Anyway. I was going to say, that sums up the entire mood. I hope you know. My hair's a mess. Everything's a mess. But we're here, and I'm loving it. <laughs> we are here in your ear with wine and crime. And I think that's that's it, right? I kind of covered it. You covered it all. You the covered points. it all. Well, <laughs> I almost poured wine for this. I actually had mini bar delivered right before we started. And I was like, Ooh. should I? But I didn't. What did, I mean, yes, like I would support. It's very on brand. I know. Well, it's vodka. So it'd be an intense pour, but I oh have a coffee. God, it could be a Russian coffee. Because I, I know Irish coffee is Bailey. Maybe it's a Russian coffee involves vodka. Who knows? I mean, maybe we do start pairing our episodes with drinks. I, You know, that's my dream. I'll, think, I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Love it. Yeah. For this one, I think I would pair it with a Mike's Hard. Ooh. Well, you know, no, you know what I'm going to do? Because I, I feel like I've talked about this before. I have this combo drink where it's uh, a Diet Coke with a glass of wine, like a white wine. I call it a Connecticut for a loco because you get a caffeine, you get a little buzz. Separate. Oh, my God. oh, I don't mix them in the same glass, but I'm oh. sipping on them at the okay, same time. Okay, that's fine. It's a two-hand procedure. You can't you can't text while you're drinking this. And a Connecticut for Loco is perfect for wealthy college students trying to get their way in. Oh, I love that. I love that because yes, we are going to be talking about the college admission scandal and the new Netflix documentary Operation Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues. I have to say from first, uh, listen, we're going to talk a little bit behind the scene about Rick Singer and everything like that. But before that, I truly did not know this documentary was about the college admission scandal because I read Varsity Blues and I was like, is this like a Riverdale spinoff? I know. Well, that's what the FBI called the operation. Yeah, that's what I forgot about that because my I personally called it Lori Loughlin Lockdown. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I feel like it just kind of reminded me of McMillions where I was just like, how do I get to be just the FBI consultant who comes up with the puns for the operations? If that is a job that they ever remotely hire for, they have to deter to us. Yeah. Like, Versity Blues is a good one. I don't know if I would have uh, come up with anything better than that. 
That is true. I would, yeah, I, I want, I like Photoshop put. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that negative action. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Like Venmo us instead, rich people. Like, I like that one. Yeah. Cause that was my entire thought process. I was like, just pay me and I'll like, I'll try to help your kid get something. <laughs> pay me and I'll do absolutely nothing. <laughs> the Danny Murphy Business LLC. Can I tell you? Yeah, so far, so so far, so good. So far, rent's paid. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited to kind of delve into the nuts and bolts of this scheme. I feel like a lot of people don't actually know, like, how it worked, aside from the fake rowing pictures, because fake rowing pictures alone will not get you into college, unfortunately. No. <laughs> so, basically, it all starts with a man named Rick Singer. And by the way, while this scheme came to light in 2019 in what was like the highlight of my year, this operation actually dates back all the way to 2011. Which I forgot. I mean, I guess I remember in 2011 that time that like college admissions, college coaches things were a thing. You know what I mean? But like, I I guess I never really went. I don't, I didn't, I only knew of them like vaguely hearing about it. Yeah, I mean, I never used one. Like, I use like an SAT tutor. Yeah, I, I, that's I hardly the same thing. I googled. I googled like what is Common App, and then hoped for the best. Oh my god! Right, my mom had these like gigantic books that we would just like sift through, like all these stats on all these colleges. Like, we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. They were so many books. I it's not the is it the College Report that one where it was like oh, yeah. seven hundred pages, and it'd be like based yeah. on vibe, based like on 16 style. Phone books stacked together. I'm looking I, through all the colleges in the United States to try to pick like the handful that I would apply to. It's uh, it is it is insane. So shout out to any person going through that right now. It's yeah, not oh my gosh. It's not. Um yeah, so this scheme dates dates way back. It starts with a man named Rick Singer. He supposedly grew up in a not great home. His parents divorced. Although I'm going to say that 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 alone like doesn't really qualify. Oh no, exactly. That, well, I put that in because it's like funny that like there's not a ton of information about how where he grew up, but the person in the doc was like, you know, his parents split up, so life was hard. I was like, that doesn't really. That's like every life. fucking kid. That's <laughs> like every kid, especially in suburbia. Like, okay. I'm like, wait, you have normal parents? You're fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like now you have unrealistic expectations. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyway, his first job was supposedly buying alcohol from older kids and then selling it at a higher price to kids his age. So this remind this really reminds me of Kevin, our good our good friend Kevin Trudeau, because he was just scamming from a young age. Scamming so hard. And also can I say that's a that's a smart business plan. <laughs> it's good grift. I don't hate it. <laughs> And then he graduated from Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. He claims to have a master's in counseling and a PhD in business and organizational management. But like there are no real receipts for that. Like show us the diploma. Show us the Carfax. Show us the Carfax. <laughs> yes. And knowing and knowing uh, Rick, I keep wanting to call him Kevin because I feel like they have just similar MOs. They are similar ish names in theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, knowing Rick, I feel like he would have just photoshopped that diploma anyway. Facts. Because this guy was apparently good at Photoshop or somebody on his team was. So 
he actually was a basketball coach, but he had a very extreme uh, management issues. Like he was the coach who would dramatically throw down the, the list of plays on the ground if his team lost, like just throw a sort of courtside tantrum. Which it's funny. They said that in like such a dramatic way in the documentary, but I was like, I know coaches like that. Like, I feel like I had some that would like freak the fuck out. Yeah, I, I feel like everything about this so far is like trying to be dramatic, but it's kind of not. You're just like, oh, so standard things. We'll get into that because I did like the doc, but like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Rick noticed that college counseling was a new trend. And so he jumped on his popularity. Again, we have to note that often scammers are quite innovative. And if only they use their powers for good. For good. If he was like, oh, I notice a lot of people need like clean energy. Let me learn how to make clean <laughs> energy. <laughs> or even just like actually counsel people to get into college, you know? Yeah. <laughs> which he did, which I, you know, he did kind of sometimes. I mean, he did it. You're right. He did it, but not through honest means. Yeah, not through. But there were some, there were some people because I was before a while until, until I guess you realize money, money changes everything as Cindy Lauper once said. Right. Like, give people the front door into college and then, like, you know, we have no qualms, obviously, and then he wouldn't be in jail. But (laughs) that didn't happen. He did, in 1992, launch Future Stars College and Career Counseling, but then sold that business. But then he went back to college coaching. And then in 2004, he launched a new company, Edge College and Career Network, which became known as The Key. I don't know what's up with that rebrand, but like, sure. He had more rebrands on like Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. It's just so many names. And it's so many of those names that seem like fake businesses where it's like Excel, career, stars, shine oh, bright. Yeah. And I'm like, shine bright like a diamond. Like, are you Rihanna? What's going on here? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Anything with star in it. I'm just like, I don't know about this. No, I'm like, even stars, the network. I don't know how to find even that. stars. The- I mean, true. Mostly we're just salty because we don't have a subscription or know anyone who does. My mom does because she loves Outlander. So oh, love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay founded this company the key which helped rich parents get their kids into the schools of their dreams like shadily or not it did that it did that thing yeah and his old website said that he was the ceo and master coach of the world's greatest private life coaching and college counseling company the key master coach that is like a that gives me some like MLM energy. Like, I feel like that's the level you hit where you earn the Lexus. Right. Because also like those titles never go hand in hand. Like if you're the coach, you're usually in charge of everybody. So you know what I'd be like, you're, you're a master coach, but also you're an independent business owner. So like, what are you master coaching? And also, how are you a life coach on top of all of this? So far, what Sarah said, it's all, you know, very legitimate to have a company that does college counseling, all this jazz. And the thing about the key, the company he started, there was that. There was that, you know, the LLC part of it, which was a college prep service that he promoted. He talked about, he helped, you know, he, he, uh, he wore those joggers, those coach joggers. Cause that's how he trained. He taught everybody. Like, he's like, you know, this is, I'm, this is the core. And I'm like, this is my dining room table. And I'm trying to write an essay for Clemson or something like oh, that. Let's yeah. tone it down. <laughs> yep. But the shadiness came from the second route that the key, the key is kind of like a lake and there's two rivers from the lake. Now we're getting into analogies here. Can you tell I've lost my mind this week? <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, the second. Bit, wine. 
This is without wine. So like, thank God I didn't have a Russian coffee. And no Connecticut for a loco. Oh, no, but I need one right after this. True. Uh, so good. The second business though was a tax exempt nonprofit called the Key Worldwide Foundation. If this not, well, here's what this nonprofit said it did. Provided guidance, encouragement, and opportunity to disadvantaged students around the world per its website. Would be an amazing organization and charity. I like loved that in the in the documentary. Like, it's just so funny because I feel like this is just rich people buzzwords. It's like underprivileged kids. Like they didn't specify where or like what they were doing. Truly that it's like the it's like the uh, photo op. Uh, it's like, I, you know what I want to call it? You know, we should start calling it photo op philanthropy. Oh, I lo- is that not a term? How, I don't think that's a term. And OK, good job. Us. Here's the thing. Go us. Because that's exactly what pissed me off about this from the beginning. Like guidance and encouragement, like disadvantaged students don't need encouragement. Yeah. They need, the, they need like the proper tools and the proper opportunities and the proper like seats at the table for all this shit. They don't need to be like, you got this from Calabasas. They don't need like a <laughs> reading card. I know. Right. Like the girls in, in countries where they don't have adequate period products have to miss school like once a year are not going to be like, oh, thanks for telling me. Good job. Like, right. Yeah, they're like, you yeah, know, I know I'm also I said once a, a year. I meant once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but exactly. It's like, like, yeah, I know I'm doing a good job and also working a job and also taking care of my family. So I don't need the good job. I need to know how can like, can you cover my cost for the common app? Cause like that shit, why does it cost money? But it does. Can you do anything like that? Can you give me this guidance? Can you hand me technology? Nope. Just, uh, <laughs> it's like hilariously vague. So vague, but you know what, you know, who eats that up, like Sarah said, the rich. And you know who, I guess, ignores that or doesn't feel to dive into it? Oh, yeah. Rich people don't care about the logistics. They just want to look good. Exactly. They live for the applause and the aesthetics and a luncheon. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> we love a luncheon. I, 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 lo- I love lunch and I love being in things. I don't know if I would thrive in a luncheon, though, but that's just me. I think you would because it's just like housewives. <gasps> You just be drinking wine and like talking shit about their husbands. Yeah. And by elevated, I don't mean I would raise the class of it. I would um, escalate it. That's more so me. 100%. I would just be like, let's go to this bathroom. Who's cheating on who? I'll come out and grab the mic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) like (laughs) kind of dream scenario. Uh, So while we said like the nonprofit was supposed to do that vague thing, what it actually did was serve as this now infamous side door that helped rich people get uh, the rich kids into rich colleges. Do you need to buy a rich? Say rich again. Yeah, <laughs> like truly just only rich. Uh, but it's kind of funny because when I was when they first talked about this as a side door, I was like, well, it's not just the back door. But then it turns out the back door is what we kind of all are know as like the Jared Kushner way, as uh, they said in the doc and also Leah McSweeney said, where they like buy a building. That's the back yeah. door where you can be like, Hi, not a guarantee, but I'm like, that's a guarantee. <laughs> well, I loved that because that line, I've been thinking about it nonstop and it just made me so thankful. I just got rejected from colleges the old fashioned way because imagine if my parents like threw down like, you know, $5 million for a building and then I still got rejected from Stanford or whatever. That would be so embarrassing. And my parents would like probably hate me for that. Oh, yeah. Also, I would be so pissed off. I'd be like, but you have $5 million. Give it to him. I'm not going to college. I'm going to start a company. That's what I never... It's kind of crazy, like, because I feel like 
the the ends that these people went to to put their kids in a brand name school, not for the kids, but just for their own bragging rights. And like, for what? Like, it was nuts to me. It was so bizarre. And also because I feel like I feel any person who's now out of college or a year to out of college, I don't know where anyone went to college. You know what I mean? You, no one brings it up anywhere. It never sure, comes up. I know, obviously, there's like investment banking and stuff like that, where there's like connections and things like that. That's true. But it never comes up. I don't know my GPA. I don't what, do I even know where I went to college? Not really. You know what I mean? It's like it so literally insane. never matters. I also like even if someone else had gone to the same school as me and was like, oh, do you know? like we would I would be like, oh, I've never heard of this person. <clears throat> oh, n- no. And I'd be like, OK, great. Like what we don't have like that's not in common. Like that's being like, oh, you're from Jer-. actually if someone said they were from Jersey, too, that'd be a bigger bonding for me. Then we both went Truth. to Fordham. But, you know, go go Rams if any Fordham Rams are listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so the side door worked by not like the back door uh, building buying. It was by funneling payments from the parents who used Rick's like Rolodex of connections to all these universities of coaches and administrators and paid them off to help. Like just bribes, basically. I like that that's the side door because like that's like that's not legal. Obviously, we know. <laughs> yeah, that should just be called breaking in the front door. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's like busting a window. Like, I don't think that that's like you calling it a side door makes it seem legit when it's like, no. <laughs> and also that really shows wealth because like I'm like not a lot. I'm like side doors. That means you have to have enough space that the back door doesn't. Oh, no, truth. Yeah. That you, you need a side a door enough. I'm like, in my part, I'm like, the, the, I got, we got no side doors here in Brooklyn. None. Yeah. So uh, even with the, the side door, unshockingly, because it was what? A very easy way to solve a problem via money. No shit. It was very popular with the rich people and it made a ton of profits. He allegedly was paid $25 million between 2011 and 2019. Wow. See, this is like the, okay, sometimes... I, I respect the scammers. Like, I love the fake Saudi prince. He was, like, balling out with, like, all the cars and, like, the wow. watches, the Rolexes and stuff. But, like, I don't know, $25 million in eight years feels like fictional money. It really does. And that's to the point where I'm also, like, this is the thing with, like, billionaires. I'm like, what do you do with $25 million? I mean, if I had it, I'm sure I would find something I guess you buy a really ostentatious house. But other than that, I'm just kind of, like, you could probably get by with 10. <laughs> right. And then I'll you see we're so easy. We ask for so little, just $10 million. Yeah, just 10 little million dollars. It's truly blinking. You won't miss it. Like it's gone. You don't need it for anything. <laughs> so his business was booming. So of course there was like some notable side door options, like uh, lying on your admissions essay. This was a fun one that I feel, and we'll get into it. Uh, his, what if it's someone he worked with always said that he would do this? Like, you know, say that you grew up poor uh, when your home is larger than the borough of Brooklyn. Just being like, it was so hard being poor. <laughs> right. <laughs> or just like growing up in Brooklyn when you, you know, grew up in Park Slope. Exactly. Uh, pretend to be an athlete. So this one I feel is the most infamous one that we know about because of Miss Olivia Jade. And, you know, I didn't, I did not realize too, I didn't totally know how this worked until the documentary, to be honest, this part of it. Cause I was like, oh, it was the Photoshop, the stage photos. I knew that, but I didn't realize that it was like because of a bribe that it worked. I thought he was just like 
scamming the college. But I was like, no, he was working with the college. Just yeah, no, because otherwise, um, I mean, even like for a D3 school, like I was going to maybe try out for the uh, softball team at Emory and oh. they want like videos like of you playing and then you have to come to tryouts like they don't want your photos like that doesn't do anything for them. They need to actually see what you play like that's yeah. So I think the photos were probably just to cover his ass and like the person who was accepting the bribe. That's exactly it. Cause I'm like, that's what I was so confused too. I was like, I would love if Olivia Jade actually did like have to go to a crew tryout, I would let her go to USA. I'd be like, you know, yeah, she, 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 she tried and failed. Oh my God. Right. Imagine if she but, tried to row a boat, but let her own it. But yeah, exactly. So like these recruits, the coaches had a set amount of recruits that people like the school allotted to go into the university and stuff like that. So he was able to work with them to be like, I know you got a spot. I got 500 G's with your name on it type of situation. Right. And you'd be like, I know no one's really looking at your program too closely. No, exactly. Like he wouldn't go try to place them on like the Duke basketball team or something like that. Yeah. It's like, the uh, like I'm sure there was a lot of golf uh, players that went through. Yeah. Although apparently the Stanford sailing team is like a huge deal. I, yeah. So I, I don't know, like, that, that's a whole other convo that we'll talk about when we talk about the doc. But another huge way he got people into school was by having them essentially fake learning disabilities so that they would then be granted all these like accommodations, um, especially for the standardized tests. And then he would like have either like have a special proctor there to like sort of look the other way or like switch out the answers or he would just straight up like get someone else to take the test for the students. So bananas to me, but also very and, like gossip. a grown ass man would be taking these tests and then they would switch them out. Like what the hell? Yeah. Like that's just like, who has the time for that? I do feel like it was so funny. I forget who tweeted it, but they were like all the college coaches on the dock complaining about that guy. They're like, you're just jealous. You didn't think of it first. <laughs> to just right? go and take the test. That's so leave. funny. And also it's kind of funny because it run- reminded me of um in my hometown, there was this huge scandal because um, a few kids were like taking the SATs for like other kids and like charging thousands of dollars and like they had fake IDs and everything like that. Oh my God. What? Which is honestly more advanced than this system. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll cover that in an episode because I actually met the ringleader of that whole thing at like a frat party at my school. I have that is truly next level. (laughs) It was nice. It was nuts. Yeah, we can. We should do an episode. I don't know oh, if it's worth a full episode, but like, I can definitely that. talk about some news articles. Get Newsday up in here. Ooh, okay. We're 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 working some Newsday over here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so kind of yeah. So he did all of these different ways to make the side door happen, and I did want to point out too that we have to celebrate how he is very much like all these other scammers, very much Kevin Trudeau because boy wrote not one but two books. Oh my God, right? Self-published. No, I actually don't know that. No, you, you are weirdly correct. It was shockingly self-published. I mean, like it wasn't a tough guess. Yeah, so he self-published these books with a co-author, Rebecca Hendershot. Uh, so the first one is getting in, personal, getting in Personal Brands. A personal brand is gaining admissions to the college of your choice and getting in. So like all about- These are the longest titles. The longest titles of all time. And then, but it's kind of a- to just like talk about how like it was a more modern approach to like how like branding like trying to be your own person type of or like be a brand of yourself on a college admission things being like 
okay, so you're just this student, but you could be like, I'm a philanthropist who does all this blah, 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 blah stuff. And the other one was also just bl- plain old gaining admissions to the college of your choice. Boo. That's lame. It's lame, but you know what's so funny? It's so lame, but the people were like, you know, the advice was kind of just full out, like sincere college admissions advice. Like, I mean, I feel advice. like that's the route he should have gone, but then he like, had $25 million. Yeah, right. But he would have just had a little uh, like a safer setup. Yeah. So these are both good. But um, the there was some lies in it and like scandals in it. So Rebecca did tell USA Today that he always wanted to take the low road, which seems kind of ubiquitous with the side door. Yeah, seems on brand for him. Yeah. And lie. He was telling people to fudge their admissions essays about where they came from, their struggles. I mean, I feel like everyone did that to some degree. Like exactly. everyone was oh. like, what random personal tragedy can I exploit to try to get into college? I had I know, nothing. I, I forgot. I realized I wrote my college admissions essay about not being able to ride a bike, which in hindsight was stupid. I feel like they, what does, <laughs> what does that mean? It's like a metaphor for something. How, it was truly, but I would think I was like, I can't, but I try to get back up where I was like, but I walk to my friend's place and they're like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so funny. I like wish I could find it, but also I'm like, I don't think I need to see that. I'll no, get my no just rebel. burn it. Yeah. I, along with all the essays I wrote in college, whenever I look back at those, I was like, this passed a class. <laughs> Value your education, kids, because I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> but with all this, he's uh, super shady and all this stuff, but successful. So how did he get caught? He was doing this for so long. Please enter the Yale dad. Love it. Honestly, I feel like I want to have Yale dad on a hat for some reason. Ooh, they sell those. That That's probably true. They most, okay. they most have to. So here's the deal with Yale dad. Maury Tobin, who is a Los Angeles financial executive, he kind of like low key set off this entire thing. So he was being investigated um, in a securities fraud case. And it, it had to do with like a pump and dump investment scheme. Sorry, that's just too funny to be named that. Yes, you're right. So <laughs> basically like the, the pump and dump is when people plan to <laughs> inflate like, the price of stock. Name that? Yeah, I you can't believe it. Sorry, you go on. They need a new name. The hit it and quit it investment scheme. <laughs> <laughs> But it kind of is what it is. It's basically people plan to inflate the price of a stock so then they can sell it at a profit, which is kind of like the reverse GameStop because GameStop, they were trying to short a stock and have it fall to zero. So this is actually like way easier for me to wrap my head around because there's no instance of like, let me borrow this stock in order to nuke its value in order to somehow get more money back. Like, I know, right? Because that's what I was so confused about because I was trying to think it in the GameStop mind because that's where all of our brains are at, I feel like, or at least mine is when it comes to the stock market. And I was oh, like, totally. Oh, so they were going against the... Okay, got it. No, now this is just like a more straightforward thing. Like they were just like, let's let's inflate the price of the stock so then we can just sell our stock at a higher profit. Yeah, it's just the These classic are- rich people uh, lies and deceits that are Classic pop and dump. <laughs> um... So then this is honestly I like what I love about this is like he didn't get caught because he fucked up like he just got caught because some other guy wanted to cut himself a better deal. Mm-hmm. A side door. Oh, a side Someone door. Took a side a side door. door. That's a fact. I love that. 
So basically, this guy offered to tip off the feds to get like a slight break. So he went to Yale. Go Bulldogs. <laughs> bula Bula. Yeah. <laughs> and he said that the women's head soccer coach at Yale sought a bribe to get his daughter into the school. And so this is the tip that led to the tip that led to the biggest college admission scandal in history. Boom, boom, boom. So insane how it truly just came about, not from like someone cracking or anything like that. Just truly just like more rich, nefarious shit bringing down this other rich, nefarious shit. Yeah. Something like completely. Well, not. Oh, yeah. Unrelated. Yeah. truly, Just truly night and day type of situation. (laughs) So he went to this Boston hotel room where he met with the soccer coach, Rudy Meredith, and got him on camera agreeing to almost a half a million dollar bribe and also taking $2,000 in cash. That's a lot of bribe. That's a hard. You can't be like, oh, I heard you wrong. You're like, no, you bribed on. Yeah. Yep. And then so then after this, the feds were able to like look at Meredith's bank account and then they figured out that he was paid like $860,000 by Singer in the past three years. So that does not look good for him. Does not look good. You know, what's so funny. Singers are bad with their bank accounts. Because if you remember two weeks ago, Ramona Singer accidentally leaked her checking account information. She did? Yeah, or she just posted a screenshot of her checking. Girl has like 330K in checking. Oh, Ramona. Shout out to her. But yeah, the singers really need to get more of their finances unlocked or stop being them. And so then, like, from this, the whole thing came crashing down. I feel like there were, like, a ton of people involved from, you know, the people we know, the Felicity Huffmans, the Lori Laughlins, to um, real estate people, finance, just, like, regular old rich people. Rich people, rich. who's who. (laughs) The who's who. And, of course, my favorite, too, is that, like, singer sang like a baby once he got... I guess there's no other choice you can do when the feds are knocking on your door. He sang like like a bird able to wiretap all of that. And my favorite thing during that too, during the doc is that they were like, rich people don't know when their phone is getting tapped because they don't, they're not able to pick up on like, when they were like, oh, Rick Singer was so suave with them. It's like, they're not, yeah. the rich people aren't smart enough to think anything could go wrong for them. Yeah, then the actual cops were like, this only works in white collar crimes. If he was talking to organized crime, he'd get popped immediately. Um, I also did love how there was one guy. I think he was a real estate guy, but I really don't remember. The one guy who was like, nope, I'm not talking about this with you on the phone. Like, we should meet in person. He knew what was up, but they got him anyway. Oh, yeah. They got him hard and good. But yeah, he was kind of smart, but not smart enough. (laughs) Kind of smart, not smart enough. So in the end, the schools most notably involved were Stanford, USC, and UCLA. But then, like, there, I mean, it was everywhere. Like It was every school. The big ones. Yeah, that looks, that sounds rich. Yeah. And then in the end, um, 33 of Singer's clients were charged with felonies. So that was fun. And then also Tobin, the Yale dad, still went to jail because he scammed investors out of like $15 million. He really thought he was going to walk free though. It was the thing when, like when they announced it, he was like, but I helped. And they're like, you still did a bad. (laughs) You still did a bad. Like, I feel like Rick Singer doesn't think he's going to, like, he was like, he probably thought he was going to get out scot-free. It's like, you still did a bad. You still ringleaded the bad, sir. What do you mean? So <laughs> that's that's pretty much the gist of that scandal. Also, along with, like, the clients being charged, a lot of the coaches got fired or even charged as well. 
which made me, I mean, I guess we can talk about him a little bit now. I, I'm, I felt bad about John Vandernoer. If his story is to be believed, That's I feel him, but I guess I just sort of watched this thinking like you already served your time. Like you, you took a guilty plea. There's nothing you can say in this documentary, really, that's going to contradict anything. So, like, we'll never know. Well, true. We will never really know. It'll never be really over. But I'm glad he's just working a new job at home, I guess. Yeah. He he did come along, though, peak doofus <laughs> in, like, a lovable, gullible way in the documentary. Yeah. It would just be him walking around, like, in the reenactments and stuff, just like, boop, 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 boop. I'm just like, what's going on here? Yeah, and especially him being like, yeah, I just, I was like, yeah, 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 on the wiretap, and then that, like, fucked him. I was like, I don't know. So, yeah, there was a, a, lot, a lot going on with all these people. I, I personally feel like, do you, what, 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 I want to know your thoughts, because a lot of them got, like, at max, like, seven months or so. Oh, it was crazy. Do you I'm feel sorry. they deserved more or less time? More. Yes. More, duh. Like, that's not even a hot take. I'm just like, why are they getting like the tiniest lap on the wrist? But then you remember, Crazy. you forget that you could pay off judges if you've watched SVU. <laughs> That's true. Or, you know, just the justice system is inherently broken and there are two justice systems in this country. That is true. Because my, I'm not my favorite, but the most interesting thing I feel like that came out, if you remember when all this news was breaking, that it'd be like, Felicity Huffman sentenced to 14 days. And then like a woman who lied about her zip code to get her daughter to a better school sentenced to almost like life in jail i remember that that's remember it's that? like it's completely gross and disgusting and i just ugh. i would say i can't believe it but i can believe it but i just have trouble accepting it i think i know that's the thing because i want to be like how is this allowed how is this fair how is like Lori lachlan who's like toting around posing for the paparazzi outside not getting anything bad and then being like i really want to be home for christmas it's like do you know how many people that get sentenced want to be home for christmas girl like i don't know what to tell you crazy i just like love felicity hoffman serving 14 days and like giving cupcakes she honestly i think she handled this the best because she like didn't say shit the entire time she just oh yes she didn't say shit she just did her time that's what i do give her mad ups for and that's it i mean for being a scammer i don't give her mad ups i guess i'm like you did it smarter than Lori. yeah i just feel like because Lori, I was reading like articles every other week about, oh, they're going to plead not guilty. They're going to do this. They're going to like it was just sources talking to the press constantly about like what they were going to do and like how they were going to try to skirt responsibility. And it was like, oh, my God, just admit you did it. This is so embarrassing. It's so that's what I don't get. I'm like, they made it so much worse. Because To be honest, I mean, like I, I do think about Felicity Huffman a lot because I'm a desperate housewife's head. So yes. I think that, but I feel like a lot of people already kind of like she's back to like she's starring in ABC sitcom down the line too. like she's going into more of a rehabilitation of her career situation. Lori, though, girl, what are we up to here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was she doing before? Besides Full House? Because <laughs> like that ended years ago. Fuller House, though, I guess. Oh, yeah. Fuller House. Yeah, Wasn't but that already the- ended. <laughs> guess that's not my favorite. You're just my blank. What were you doing before? I guess this was great press for her. So, Yeah, I don't know. I just. It's like I feel like it's clear that like Lori didn't actually learn anything because she spent like pretty much the whole time trying to like, again, just evade responsibility for like what she obviously did. It's like you had to go through a series of many expensive steps 
to do this for your kids and you know, you didn't just make a one-time donation and and not know where the money was going. You took the pictures. And also my favorite LOL, which it didn't take the doc for me to realize, she Olivia J did not want to go to college. Yeah, well, that was like the part that was so infuriating because it was just like, you did all this. That's That's why it's just like, I feel like in my town, there was a huge like, just the attitude towards colleges was so like snotty and awful. And like, if you weren't going to an Ivy, like it was, it was so obnoxious, but that said, like, I don't know. My, <laughs> my parents would like, obviously never do this. Like, but like the parents were obsessed with the brand names for like their own personal oh, no. bragging rights. Exactly. So they can go like to the fundraiser or go to the grocery store with like a Georgetown sweater on and be like, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Blake is doing Georgetown in the fall. Where's your child going to? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, is that worth the scam? Yeah, it's kind of like insane. I also think about it like I know that the the California state schools are great schools, but I kind of like SUNY schools are also good schools, too. But I think about if my parents had done this and landed in prison to get me to go to Binghamton, I'd be like, what the fuck, you guys? Oh, exactly. That's like what I'm just like, what, what, what is this worth it? And then also that's what I was laughing. I was like, please don't scam me to get a communications degree. <laughs> right. I also felt bad knowing that most of these kids like didn't even know that their parents had done this. That I Yeah. That's kind of the worst. And I feel like it would make you feel like shit. Like, wow, my parents have so little faith in me that they hired some grown ass adult to take the SATs and then switch it out with my test. Like that fucking sucks. Right. And then also you're like, I'll just go to like the kids don't even care as much as where they're going to school. Like, let me go any like, let me just let me not have this drama on the back of my neck. Yeah. You just wanted because you grew up, you were near the bad education town in that documentary, right? Because yes. that's where the Batches oh, girls yes. were from, right? Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with Long Island? <laughs> where do I start? Yeah, I mean, it's gross. It's just like rich people. They have this obsession with colleges and just like the name brand of the university and they will do unethical, questionably legal, sometimes outright illegal things to try to like improve their chances to do to do it all. Yeah. I mean, God, it's insane. I mean, they, it's insane. Um, they'll find a way to scam anything. Or yeah. Anything. You know what I was thinking, too? Like, I feel like Lori Laughlin should have gone on Red Table Talk. <laughs> it would have been better than Olivia Jade's. Right. I kind of feel like Olivia Jade didn't seem like she knew what was going on. No. And that's well, that is my thing, too, where I hate that she I mean, like she has become like very much of a punching bag about this, but like it was her parents doing all this. Right. And I feel like if you asked Olivia Jade, she's like, yeah, I would have rather just had my Sephora deal that got fucking taken away because of this that I was doing when I was in high school. And that's what I want to go to. That's what I want to do with my life. Why am I in college taking gen ed classes, learning physics? So, okay, let's talk about the documentary. So I kind of feel like I, I liked it. I thought it was a good length. I, I put it on. I paid attention to most of it. Like, I thought it was pretty captivating. I enjoyed it, and I liked the length of it. Just an hour yeah. 40. Give me an, an hour, hour 40. 40. Netflix, you got to take some more notes. This is a good length. Please. I was so worried. I was almost putting off watching this because I was like, 
fuck, I have to wait. I have to like spend an entire day of my life watching this. And I was like, oh, I just have to spend an, just, a, nope. just a bottle of wine in an evening. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this while I'm like doing my hair, ready to go get brunch or whatever. Yeah. It was very, it was very, it was very gorgeous. I loved it. I didn't totally learn that many new insightful things besides the no. fact that Rick Singer had a OK Cupid match. That seems like a joy. <laughs> oh my God. That poor woman. I loved her. Yeesh. Yeah, um, I didn't learn that much either, except what everybody kind of looks like, like an approximation of what they look like. Yeah, I, the reenactments were kind of fun, though. I liked it. It wasn't cheesy, like in, I don't know, a Dateline reenactment. It was just like they were acting out the wiretaps, like on, kind of, on the yeah, phone, like I, pacing around. I was like, this is good. Right. And they, they all played that very well. I liked that a lot. And um, my last thing too, I was very curious. What did you think about when the people were like, there was the one guy who was like, blame the school about like the taking the bribes. I'm like. But the school, like the school didn't take the bribes. It was like the employees. The employers. That's the thing where I'm like, and there, he was like, blame the schools for making them so competitive and stuff like that. I'm like, that's like the polo. Yeah. I'm, am I going to blame the polo lounge for me trying to like fake, like get fake Gucci? No. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of felt like, well, I loved the one guy who was low key salty being like, well, any adult would ace that test. First of all, no, like I tried to crack open a GRE book the summer I graduated and was like, whoa, what is this shit? Like my brain was just like, nope. If I can barely pass the games that Jorge makes us, do you think I could pass math SAT? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, no, I think I would do OK in the language part, but like definitely not. I don't. And, and also the essay, I don't know if that's still a thing, but they had that when I had to take the SAT and it's just like, oh my God, the just trying to like conjure up a full ass essay out of nothing in my head right now is is like, that no is way. Child's, that is, that is, that is, that is uh, witchcraft. So that is I love that salty guy. And like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, it, it's kind of like with any problem, you can do the whole like zoom out thing into this is a systemic issue. And yeah, there is a problem with, like how much we value higher education in this company and how inaccessible it is um, and things like that. But like this for these rich people, this isn't a problem of access. Like this no. was just a problem of their own ego. And and so I don't I don't know, like I, I do feel that that's a fair take, but I don't think that this is the right case to apply that to. Yes. Like, does Stanford need to be more so less selective so that the Olivia Jades of the world can get in? Like, no. No, exactly. And that's the thing. That's like if it was the if what his the keys dream thing was, it's like bring get let uh, educational opportunities and these opportunities that colleges look for be more accessible to people then we wouldn't have this issue. And then people who actually just could pass and thrive in an educational system like that could do it. Right. I was also like wondering how these kids even do in the schools that they sort of paid to get into. I'm a, like, as Dorinda like, Medley would say, you just keep paying off all your professors. I don't know. Right. I'm assuming not well, bitch. <laughs> not well, bitch. Truly. <laughs> like, I can't like, I'm just like, cause that's my other thing. I'm like, don't make me, I, I, I don't make me go to Princeton. I would fail out of Princeton. I don't want to write 90 pages. Like that's not, I, that would not be good for me. And I wouldn't thrive there. It's so, like, what's happening? Yeah, I definitely don't know what they do at Princeton, but I, yeah, you know, you know I don't well, think I would, I would have done so well at it. Actually, my brother went to Yale and he took a class on rivers. So I feel like that's very- On possible. rivers? Mm-hmm. Wow. That beats my class I took on baseball. That was fun. 
<laughs> the thing about the Jesuits, we didn't have a ton of fun classes until like the last year. And that's why I took like a class on like how to, I thought it was about blogging, but it ended up being about game designing. So we learned how to make like tarot cards. It was a moment. Oh my God. It was actually really fun. That's fun. Think so her- you like designing websites and stuff or no? No, it was supposed to be web design and blogging, but we literally just learned how to make tarot cards and um, unpacked Scrabble <laughs> in society. Oh, you sense. mean like board games? I thought oh. you meant video games. And I was like, wow, that's kind of intense for one class. Nope. It was very the opposite of intense. It was truly <laughs> just playing uh, Go Fish. So the A goes here. Oh my yeah. God. That's so funny. Well, and speaking of games, now that I'm in, now that we know I have an education in games. Yeah. Perfect segue. It's, it's time for a game with Jorge. Hello, hello. Ooh. Hey, Jorge. Hey. So speaking of fun classes that we all took in college, we're playing a game today called Easy Fake. Ooh. So all right. I've scoured the internet and many different universities for the most outrageously silly classes I could find in their offerings. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Hope my baseball class is on there. <laughs> So we're going to have, I'm going to give you three names of classes. Two of them are going to be complete fabrications, fake from my own mind. And one of them is going to be real. Oh, it's like two lies and a truth. Two lies and a truth. Love it. With college offerings. All right. You guys ready? Yes. All right. The first three are the guinea pig revolution, the history of comic sans or tree climbing. I think Comic Sans is the real one. Okay. Danny, what Tree about climbing you? is close. I was going to say, I'm between the two. I'm going to go tree climbing. Danny is right. It is Damn. tree climbing. This is a class offered at Cornell University, no Stop. less than Ivy League school. Are you kidding me? Nope. That's the thing with these motherfucking ivies. You get there and they're just like plant trees. And I'm like, that's great for the no, environment. No, they're like what climb the trees. That's yeah. unreal. <laughs> Because I actually have a degree in tree climbing. The class aims to, and I'm quoting here, teach you how to get up into the canopy of any tree, even climb from one tree to another without touching the ground, and all equipment is included in the course fee. What equipment? What? (laughs) What, I don't know. Didn't you just climb in? What's going on here? (laughs) Well, if you're going to climb trees, maybe a bottle of water would be nice so you don't get dehydrated. Oh, true. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. If you're going to be above the tree canopy, that's another good point, Danny. A kind bar if you get hungry on the way up. That's true. Maybe some nuts to feed the squirrels. Should we teach this class? On your journey. <laughs> I don't think I'd be good at this. <laughs> All right. Next up, three classes. Here we go. First one is emoji analysis, the study of hieroglyphic communication. Okay. Well, I'm teaching that class if that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Getting dressed or... Fist bumping like a champ. I'm going emoji. I also want to think it's the emoji one. I'm going to go with that. The correct answer is getting dressed. (laughs) And this is a class at Princeton University. I'm sorry. Okay, now now this is bullshit. And now I'm ready to side with this guy at the end of the documentary. Yeah. Okay. Like getting, is that just like, do they just go to Brooks Brothers? Those like little puppies (laughs) motherfuckers there? So to be fair, I think this is a bit of a like clickbaity title because the course offering it's described as an inquiry into the social significance of clothing and a close examination of the relationship between clothing and identity in the 20th century America. 
So it's like it's using clothing as a way to look at history. Apparently, Ooh. I read a review of the class that was like the first day you come in and like the professor asks you what's in your closet and to like describe yourself using your closet. So it's it sounds kind of interesting, actually. So it's all about like sociology and like what clothes say about yourself and others. Okay, I'll take interesting. that. Yeah. But getting dressed as a title is pretty funny. But, but that's wow. why I feel like uh, colleges, like they get you always with like the fun titles and you get in and you're like, wait, what the fuck am I like? In? This is terrible. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have how to watch television. Puppy playtime, understanding group based social interaction or the art of the party playlist. Wait, what was Ooh. the first one? How to watch television. I'm going to say that's the real one. I'm going to go with the, the playtime one. The puppy playtime class. Fuck. Whatever. Send it. It is how to watch television, Danny. Damn. You are right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this class is offered at Montclair State University. Go Jersey. <laughs> go Jersey. And it's about uh, it's for students to critically evaluate the role of television in their lives as well as in the life of the culture, which sounds pretty offensive to me. I don't want to evaluate the role of television. That's going to be a dark path. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I'm assuming it's not the most helpful. Yeah. (laughs) In a grand scheme TV. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Naptime Lab, Surviving the Coming Zombie Apocalypse, or... Batman, Spider-Man, and V, the morality of vigilante justice. I'm going um, uh, the zombie apocalypse. I'm going to go with that one, too, because colleges like to be quirky and weird like that. I was going to say, I feel like Cornell would do that. You're both right. It is surviving the coming zombie apocalypse. This is a class offered at Michigan State University. And it's actually one of the only courses that they offer fully online. It's designed as like a virtual course. So it's actually perfect for all the doomsayers that are already holed up in their bunkers. It's Love like that. Maybe we should audit it. Hey, any Michi State listeners, go sign up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last up, we have Lady Gaga and the Sociology of Fame. Love. Beyond the Sea Shanty, Songs of the Sea. <laughs> or Illusion and Yoga in Healthcare. The sea shanty like one the, is so hilarious. I feel like the Lady Gaga one is, I've heard of it. Because I know there's a Beyonce class. So I feel like there has to be a Lady yeah, Gaga Yeah, I feel class. like the Lady Gaga one is real. But it you know what? The Lady, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm ah. just keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're going to switch gonna go there. sea shanty just because it was hilarious. <laughs> no, I made that up. But that's fully a class I would have taken in college. Oh, that's nice. I love sea shanties. <laughs> that's so random. I love it. The real one is the Lady Gaga and the Sociology of Fame. This is from the University of South Carolina. And this is offered by a sociology professor called Matthew DeFlem. Mm. And he said that the central objective is to unravel some of the sociologically relevant dimensions of the fame of Lady Gaga. Also, he, I saw he had an interview with the New York Times in which he confessed he's a super fan of Lady Gaga. Well, come on. No I'll shit, be- Sherlock. He owns more than 300 of her records on vinyl and CD. 300? He has like five albums. 
Yeah, but he has like 500 what? of each. That's and bizarre. he even started a, a, a defunct website now, unfortunately, called gagafrontrow.net, which <laughs> he said was a respectful and adoring fan site. I definitely okay. went on that website between 08 and probably present, whenever it closed down. Oh my God, love it. <laughs> okay, yeah, wait, I'm obsessed with him. Is he on Instagram? We have to find him. Maybe, yeah. Let's DM him. Let's have him on the pod to talk about oh Lady God. Gaga. Let's have him talk about the conspiracy with Lady Gaga and Lena Morgana again. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm on it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is our game, Easy Fake. Uh, I believe, Danny, you are the winner Crushed of today's it. game. Oh, I'm back on track. It was. It's been a rough few weeks. Good job. It has been a rough few weeks, Danny, but... You you finally broke the streak. You broke uh, the seal. There's nothing but winning from now on. I like after <laughs> having four Bud Lights at the bar, I broke the seal. And you know what, guys? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. But I think yeah, that's it. We that's uh, we scammed you into listening to another episode, just like uh, all those uh, celeb parents scam their kids into school. So thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at NATC Pod. Uh, join our Facebook group, not another true crime group. Um, I have gotten in some trouble with Facebook over some posts. So um, I'm being very weird about approving stuff right now. Just don't get offended. Not people in the group, just your post to the group. So don't get offended if your post is sitting in purgatory. Um, I don't want our group to get deleted. Never. So that's I, I would not know how to survive if that happened. Facebook is like the best because they will delete your post and tell you it violated the guidelines, but not tell you why and also not tell you which post they deleted. Oh, mm-hmm. so I'm like, interesting like all right I, I i don't know what to do with this info i'm like thanks for just being vague and flaky got it okay cool yeah yeah anyway so I, i'm playing a losing game with them that's that's fun but in the meantime please rate review and subscribe whenever you're list wherever you're listening to us and you can follow me on instagram at sarah lameem you can follow me on instagram at cashmere danny cashmere with a k and once again we do thank you for listening and we'll be back in your ear next week with some wine and crime Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.